If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Krakover, helps people think critically about women's health issues, encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App. And that's about how AI and sensor technology can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast, empowering nurses to manage stressors so they can intentionally reconnect with their purpose, optimize their wellness, and ultimately show up in the world the way they want to be seen. I'm your host, nurse practitioner, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, your stress solution strategist. In this podcast, you'll receive actionable stress management tips, insightful interviews, and strategies that focus on inspiring you to be your best, do your best, and give your best. With that, let's get started. Welcome to the Nurse Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Garvin-Mayo, and I am so excited to be here with you today. This episode is for my healthcare leaders. I want to talk to you about the importance of emotional intelligence. I know many people have been talking about emotional intelligence, but this is something that I have been on and researching. I became a certified emotional intelligence consultant because it aligns with stress management. And everyone knows that I am the stress solution strategist, and I'm always looking for ways or frameworks or evidence-based modalities that I can share with you to manage your stress. Emotional intelligence is that vehicle that can help you manage your stress, help you get in tune or dialed into yourself, and help you in creating meaningful relationships. And I love emotional intelligence because it goes beyond professional relationships. It can also help you with personal relationships. So I am all for increasing your emotional intelligence. So many of you may be asking, what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is the practice, or I like to say the art, of recognizing and understanding your emotions and the emotions of others and utilizing that awareness to bring out the best in yourself and the best in the people around you. And how do you do that? You know, there are four pillars to the emotional intelligence model, and there are various models out there that, um, you know, look at emotional intelligence. What they all have in common are looking at self and looking at relationships. So the way I think about it in terms of stress management, it looks at internal stressors. Those are things that are happening within yourself that you have control over and looking at external stressors. So those are things that are happening outside of ourselves or things that people may be doing that we don't have control over. So that's how I kind of look at it in terms of looking at the emotional intelligence model. But today I want to talk to you about the first pillar, which is 
self-recognition, or I like to call it self-awareness. This is understanding your personal psychology. This is getting dialed in with who you are. And many times we believe we are very self-aware, but there's research out there that says different, that says many people are not self-aware. And this is something I talk about um, you know, just in my program, in terms of identity, I call it the identity dissonance. And you may have heard of cognitive dissonance, but identity dissonance is when we don't know who we're showing up as. So there are three identities that I like to discuss. One is who we really are. The second one is who we want to be. And the third identity is who people perceive us to be. Many times those identities are not aligned. So we show up differently depending on what's going on. So when we're doing that, are we self-aware? Are we true to who we really are? So being self-aware, you can start off by just knowing your strengths. What areas are you really good at? What areas are areas of opportunity for growth? We're not good at everything, but knowing what you're good at and how to exercise your strengths are just as important as knowing where you're not strong, when you need to call in uh, someone to collaborate with who can help strengthen your weaknesses. You can't do that if you're not willing to admit that you have areas or gaps where you can grow. The next step you can look at is, do you have an appreciation for yourself? Do you appreciate who you are, how far you come, what you have, uh, what you don't have? Do you have an appreciation for your abilities? Do you have an appreciation for your relationships? Do you appreciate who you are, who you are as a friend, as a wife, as a husband, as a daughter? As a son, do you appreciate who you are? Having a healthy appreciation for yourself requires you to spend time with yourself, which many of us don't do. We schedule everything else, but we don't schedule time with ourselves. I was at a retreat this past weekend in Fort Lauderdale, amazing retreat, and we were talking about time bending. And the woman who was giving this presentation mentioned something that I think is so aligned to what we're talking about. She was talking about when you set your schedule, do you build in thinking time? Many times we're filling our schedule up with things we need to do, but do we have thinking time in our schedule? which is so important. Are we taking time to process where we are? Are we going the right direction? Do we need a pivot? Do we need a pause? What do we need to do? Do we have that thinking time in? So thinking time is something that we definitely need to be built, that needs to be built into our schedule, but we also need to have our time alone to ourselves to really reflect on us, really on ourselves really honor our abilities because we are amazing people, but do we appreciate ourselves? The next thing we need to do is create appropriate boundaries 
And these are professional boundaries and personal boundaries. But how do you create boundaries if you don't know yourself? Know your likes, know your dislikes, know your capacity. When you are above capacity and you need to pull back, or if someone is trying to push you past capacity and you are not ready for that growth spurt, you're not there yet. Can you set the appropriate boundaries to say, I'm not ready to go there. I don't have that capacity at this moment. Not saying you'll never have the capacity, but at this moment, you don't have the capacity. But setting appropriate boundaries are so important to getting to know who you are, what you want, because many times we don't set those boundaries and it takes up time for us to think, time for us to you know, practice self-care, time for us to do things that's going to fill our cups. So setting appropriate boundaries is so important, but you have to know where your limits are. And setting boundaries, I always think about, it's showing or telling people how to treat you. I think about children, they kind of test your limits. People are the same way, it just kind of shows up a little differently, but people test your limits. And it's up to you to say, hey, you crossed the boundary. No, that cannot happen. No, you cannot talk to me that way. Or no, I can't do X, Y, or Z. But you have to create those boundaries. The next step you can do in building your um, self-awareness is identifying the cause and effect of your emotions. Now, everything in life elicits an emotion. And it's important to understand cause and effect. Because if you are eliciting or demonstrating an emotion that doesn't align with who you truly are, you want to evaluate that situation. So one, you can avoid it in the future, or two, you can show up differently when that situation presents itself again. We don't always take time to evaluate situations. We kind of move on to the next thing, or we just kind of move on with our day without really unpacking what happened. How did that happen? Could I have done something different to change the direction of how that happened? How did it make me feel? Did that feeling make me behave or show up in a way that I'm not happy with? How can I mitigate that trigger next time I see it? So we have to build in time to evaluate our emotions. And on the flip side of that, when you are feeling good, when you're feeling happy, when you're feeling joy, what brought on those emotions? Lean into more of that. Try to get more of that in your life. But we're not able to intentionally do that If we don't set time aside to get to know who we are and how we want to show up in the world. So the overall message for this podcast episode is take some time to get to know yourself. Without self-awareness, many stressors can show up in your life. 
And when those stresses show up because we don't know who we are, we don't have strategies to manage them. So they build up and over time can turn into chronic stress. And chronic stress, as many of you know who follow me, can impact our mental and physical health. And that is what we're trying to prevent. So emotional intelligence, this one pillar of self-awareness or self-recognition is a starting point. I will be back next week to unpack the other pillars in the emotional intelligence model. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. I hope I gave you some food for thought and some things that you can implement. Let's start by implementing some thinking time or self-care time on our schedules. So get your schedules right now and put in three minutes. Put in three minutes of thinking time or just self-care time. And in that time, I'll give you something really quick to think about. I like to call it the gap, the gray area to pause, process, pivot, or proceed. So that's what you can do in that time if you say, oh, I have this time and I don't know what to do or what to think about. Put it in that box. And sometimes you don't need to do anything. You just need to take a break to pause. And that is okay. But by doing that, you are taking control of your schedule and your life for those three minutes. So hope this was helpful. And until next time, take care of yourself. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Between episodes, you can follow the Nurse Wellness Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Before you go, I would love to share a free mindfulness ebook with you. Go to stressblueprint.com backslash 35 and download your free copy. Until next time, go out and be your best, do your best, and give your best. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Crockover, helps people think critically about women's health issues, encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App, and that's about how AI and sensor technology can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.